0: All right, welcome back to video 10 in this playlist. Oh my gosh. This is amazing that we've been able to do this, Vina. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you for putting all of this together and being such a wealth of information. Yes. I hope you guys are getting a lot out of this. A couple of things, guys. We have a really cool link to a, a free kit with a bunch of really cool resources. These are things that you want to get. Mm-hmm. You'll pay thousands of dollars to try to recreate them or hire someone to do them. Some of these were done by your lawyer, Nick, yeah. who's been part of the series. Uh, thanks again, Nick, for doing that. And now what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to take all of this accumulated information mm-hmm. and we're going to now break down a complete timeline yes. or a process from like, okay, start all the way to finish right. and then what that timeline looks like. Yes. And I'm really excited to hear this too, because we learned about all these cool concepts and ideas and you know your avatar and the, the four things to get started, all of that. But really now, okay... I want to do a fund. I'm right. sold. I get it. I right. want to do it, Vina. Now, where do I start? What How do I, do I do finish? Next? And what does it look like?
1: Okay, so the first step is you decide, I want to do this. The second step is you retain an attorney so that you can get guidance on which kind of fund you're doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, we already know that it's going to be a 506c which if you guys don't know what that means, we covered that in a different video. Yeah, (laughs) one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine has (laughs) that covered, yes. So go back, watch that, but we know we're doing a 506C with you. So what's gonna happen now is as you have retained him, he's gonna have an intake form. You're gonna fill all of that out as soon as possible. This is a bottleneck in the process. You need him to complete certain things before you can actually raise the capital. So you
0: don't ever want to be the one holding back progress. Always make ever. sure it's the attorney, not you. Yes. Or it'll just go slow.
1: I So anytime I'm transacting in a deal, I always want the ball in the other person's court every yeah. time. Because I don't ever want to be the anchor in a deal. Yeah. And neither do you. And so when he sends you that, he'll send you an email with like a whole intake form. And it's... A little bit in depth, right? It'll take you a good 30 to 45 minutes to fill it out. Some
0: of it's discovery, like you're trying to figure out. Yeah, a
1: lot of it is going to be like, tell me about the deal. What are your fears? Where can things go wrong? Mm. What kind of due diligence have you done? What's the name? Who are the managers? How is the equity being split? What are the projected returns? All of those things, right? So you're going to give that to him so he can then take it and put it into a PPM for you. Yeah. And then he's going to give you your articles of organization, your EIN, your EIN your operating agreements, and a bank resolutions document. Mm. All that's mm. going to be included in the pricing. And then you're going to take that and you're going to go to Chase Bank or Bank of America or Wells Fargo or your local bank or whoever you want to work with, and you're going to ask them to open up an entity bank account.
0: Okay. So just like doing a normal business Like a so normal far. business okay. so
1: far. Easy peasy, right? When you break down the steps, they're not actually that intimidating Like I do this all
0: the time, I have like 27 entities, you know?
1: Yeah, so you're gonna add two more at least (laughs) for each uh, asset that you do or each fund that you do. So he's gonna give you all of that stuff and he's gonna be working on the PPM for you. The PPM is a Private Placement Memorandum.
0: Private Placement Memorandum.
1: Private Placement Memorandum. This is the document that tells your investors everything about the deal. The good, the bad, the ugly. Everything is in there. It's like a billion pages long. So anyway, so you're going to get your PPM. From the time that you have engaged Nick and you've sent all of your stuff back to the time that you get your PPM, you should be starting to have conversations with your investors about the deal that you're working on and say, hey, documents are forthcoming. So you should already have a significant number of investors that are ready to go that you're going to send the PPM to as soon as it's finalized and you do multiple iterations, you get everything finalized. Then you're going to put it into DocuSign. You're going to, you know, he'll...
0: And that's so that you can get a head start on fundraising.
1: Yes. Yes. Because if you wait until you have the PPM, you don't have enough time.
0: But so you've already created like your executive summary or yep. your OM. Yep. You have all, all that All that's
1: already. already there. So
0: you don't necessarily need the whole fund finalized to get started Correct. with the OM
1: to at least have the conversation with investors. Now, you don't want to take capital in until you have the PPM document. Totally. Now, another thing to note too is if you can get the executive summary and the OM done before you reach out to him, it's much Mm. easier and much faster because he can pull the information out of the OM.
0: He's got that information now at his disposal. Right. So it's
1: always better if you can do that. Now, the problem is, the timeline and how quick these deals move don't always line up like that. So sometimes you have to engage him and then send the PPM or the OM later while the PPMs in process. But the OM should be something you're doing right out of the gate. The retaining of the attorney and getting him everything should be something you do right out of the gate. Those are bottlenecks. Those are lead time issues. Mm. So then once you have the entities, you've created the bank accounts. Now you're going to get, you're going to have your conversations. Let's say you have 20 investors ready to write you $100,000 each. Right. And you've talked to them at the hotel. They're excited. They're pumped. You Tell them, hey, listen, I expect the PPM the first week of August. Right. Once you get it, then you're going to put it into DocuSign and there'll be all the places where you need to have them sign and all the things they have to fill out. And then you're going to take that power link or however you want to send it. You're going to send it to them for electronic signature. It's very important that you do it this way because... You want to take out any of the friction for an investor.
0: Like print, scan, don't do that. Sign, don't mail, that. Yeah. all yeah. that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why investor portals are really nice. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times they integrate with like HelloSign or DocuSign or Adobe yeah. Sign. So you can just go in, drop it in there. They can log into their portal and finish everything in there. Very cool. Yeah. Then once they sign those documents, you can now accept capital from them. Mm-hmm. So you'll countersign it. And then you'll send them wire instructions. You can do it as part of your PPM. I like to do it as part of the PPM so they have it right away. And then they'll go, they'll wire funds, and then you'll want to receipt your funds to them. So you want to say, hey, Jerry, I got your 100 grand. Thank you for sending it. We got it on this date." And that's going to be kind of the timeline of how you start from knowing you want to do a deal, all the way through accepting the funds. Now post-close, so after you close the deal, you want to consider the cadence you communicate with your investors. So for us, we communicate on a monthly basis, and every quarter I send financials to my investors. You can choose a different cadence. You can say we'll send a quarterly update, You you can send a twice a month update, you can send every other month, it's up to you, but you want to have a clear idea of how you're communicating updates to your investors. And then what you'll do is- Will you
0: recommend monthly?
1: I like monthly. I will tell you, my investors don't open most of my emails once mm. they've started seeing checks back.
0: And the bigger the investor, the less I open never. Rate.
1: They never <laughs> open anything. I don't even know if they know I have an email. I don't know if they know they have an email address, quite frankly. <laughs> so it's much harder to communicate with larger investors, but you're doing it so that they have the information they need. If it's important yeah. to them, they're able to go in and find the information or they can follow along. A lot of our investors invest with us just because they want to learn. It's a great way for them to learn. Um, So we do send a monthly update. I'd say at a minimum quarterly is a Mm. good cadence. Um, And then we do send quarterly financials as well. You could send quarterly. You could send every six months. You could send every year. But whatever cadence you think your investors would like, you have to think about it like how you can service them best.
0: And the financials are just, hey, here's our QuickBooks of what's been happening. Or like, what is that? Yeah, so we
1: have what? we call it T12, which is trailing 12, which is essentially a P&L or a profit mm. and loss statement. Um, so we send that every month, or sorry, every quarter for what happened the previous quarter on the asset. And then we also send our rent roll, so you can see like who's renting it out and stuff. You won't have a rent roll for hotels, but you'll have a P&L. Yeah. Maybe you call it a T12, I don't know. I don't know what it is in the hotel world. But either way, p and T12, you're gonna send the operating statement, whatever mm. that is. And that's the financial that I think is the most important metric. Okay. If there's anything that's like odd or off, you may consider sending out more information, but you want to strike that balance of not spending too much time mm. updating investors that you're just answering questions and getting inundated, but you want to give them enough information so they know the health of their investment. Okay.
0: And that, is that it post-close?
1: That's it, post-close. And then you'll send K-1s out or your whatever tax documents you have, depending on your fund structure, you'll send that out You know, during tax time as soon as you have those ready. And that's really it.
0: And start to finish typically, I mean, I know it depends.
1: It does depend. So you could, by the time you get your documents, you can start accepting funds that same day. For us, we typically have anywhere from eight to 12 weeks to start to finish, close a deal. So the $65 million raise that I'm working on right now, we went in knowing we had about 12 weeks and We're also a little dependent on Freddie Mac because we're assuming a loan. So, depending on how long they take to approve us, et cetera, it could end up being like 15 weeks, but it'll probably be around 12 weeks. So, that's a very short amount of time to raise $65 million. So, we have to have really great processes and systems, like we talked about in an earlier video. And
0: the fund can start taking in money even before the deal's closed. It's not necessarily your fund can. Yeah.
1: Your fund should. Yeah. My fund does. It takes him. Money before because we need that to fund.
0: You need that to fund the, the equity. But it's yeah. not like they have to wait until the deal closes and then fund it all at that time. No, no, no,
1: they like shouldn't. That. You don't want them yeah. to wait. You want them to fund right away.
0: And the fund spells out distributions. Like let's say it's a it's Everything. a big value add project. Yeah. They know they're not seeing any money until yeah that may later. yeah
1: that may be the case. Our assets we typically are stabilized in cash flowing day one, so we do start sending distributions mm. within about three months. We start sending our distributions out, but in the case of a value add or new debt, there's not going to be any cash flow, so they are going to be without any distribution maybe for six months or a year, whatever it is. You want to make sure that you're communicating that to Nick, so he puts it in the PPM to communicate to investors.
0: And how would that work? Like, let's say that I've got a hotel project mm-hmm. and it's a mass, it's a it's a shell, okay, right, but yep. It's a massive project yep. and it's going to take a year to do the big renovation sure. before you can even start taking in income. Sure. So you bring investors in, they're not going to see any revenue for a year. Yeah. How do we build in? Does their, does their return just prorate back or, or?
1: It depends on how you structure okay. it. You can choose how to structure it. So some people might say, hey, we're going to give you a pref of 6% and it's going to accrue. So... In year two of operation, when you have income, you have to give them 12% first. Um, oh, I see. You yeah. can say, hey, there's not going to be any cash flow, but we'll give you a 10% interest rate that will then, you can have it like convert. You can structure it so many different or ways. Or you could
0: bleed debt, like you could bleed yep. payments yep. for the year. and You just, could,
1: yeah. You could raise a reserve or an interest yeah. reserve account to pay
0: the investors. debt service
1: payments to investors. There's so many different ways to do it. It just depends on what your numbers say you could, the project can mm. sustain.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's all just dependent on the project, right? Yeah, depending on the fund. absolutely, Absolutely. And, okay.
1: and who you are as a sponsor, you might have certain structures that work for your investors. It could vary. So, what I do is going to be completely different than you.
0: Yeah, very good. That's awesome. Man, that's really helpful, guys. Yeah. I, I didn't really quite visualize that whole timeline. So, yeah. it's super helpful to see
1: how it and, rolls. And it's not,
0: it actually, when you explained it, I'm like, well, that's not that complicated. It
1: really is not. People think it's like this whole big thing and it's complex. It really isn't. No, that didn't
0: seem that complicated at all. Yeah. It's felt sort of like funding a regular closing in a way.
1: Basically it is. And you already have transaction coordinators on your team. Mm -hmm. They could easily do this. So I was actually talking to one of the transaction coordinators that was here at Community Camp. She was asking me, is this valuable? I was like, are you kidding? Like, this is the most valuable thing that anybody for in funds. the investor. Yeah, yeah, because you're managing a process that has a lot of moving parts and you need to make sure everything is done correctly.
0: And you're already used to doing that.
1: Right. Manage a bunch like, of moving you're parts. You're already a quarterback for a very complex yeah. deal just by virtue of buying and selling real estate. So I'm like, yes, this is very important.
0: Well, good stuff. Love that. Um, so. you know, I'm thinking about one other video, maybe that we do. We could do it another time too, but I'd love to think about this idea of I'd I'd like to talk about the comparison between the slice of a watermelon and the grape, right? Because mm-hmm. you can you can stay small and own it all, or go big and give up a lot of the equity. Yeah, you know, like yeah, sometimes Pick your poison. sometimes bigger isn't necessary. Bigger isn't always That's necessarily very true. better.
1: Very true.
0: You know. Yeah. I can so give pros several and cons. cases. Yeah, I love that. I so, think that'd be a yeah. powerful because I, I have that conversation all the time. Yeah. You know. It's important. Okay, let's do it, guys. To to wrap up here, thank you, Vina. Thank Remember, you. there's a link in there for some really cool free resources. Make sure to follow Vina on social media. We're going to put her links to that as well in the description below. Keep following the playlist. We're going to keep adding. Over time, we'll keep adding because we're going to hang out. We're going to yeah, do cool stuff. For sure. And this is a topic I'm quickly realizing that we could do all kinds of content around. so cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, I love
1: talking when, when about that. When Pace this. and
0: I first did um, Creative Finance, yeah. we did like 10 then we sat down and did another 10. I love that. And then we did another 10, which that that love third that. 10, we haven't started releasing yet. But
1: I love that. Because there's just
0: so much to talk about. Yeah,
1: and we're talking about maybe going to Puerto Rico to talking, see this. Yeah. Maybe we could do some content there. For maybe sure we'll we do content. show them what we're actually looking at so they can see what we're structuring Perfect. around. That would be so cool. That would be really cool. Let's that try to really figure cool.
0: that out. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next video.